and gentlemen dollar bet. And in 29 minutes, we sold 10,451 to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses, Josh Custodio. Justin, you left something very important out of the intro this week. I'm a little disappointed in you. Did I? Yeah, you failed to mention that we are now the official podcast of the B-Team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, B-Team, B-Team. Go, go, go. B-Team, B-Team. Go, go, go. That organic chant that we all love to do. Ah, uh, yes. You remember a couple of years ago? I don't know. if you, You're not a big hockey fan, so you might have no memory of this. Yeah, but you t- test me. I, think, I can't remember if it was during the Olympics or during the World Juniors or what, but Pepsi tried to introduce a new chant <laughs> for Team Canada. I don't remember this. Okay. They, they had like a whole ad campaign where they were like, when it comes Olympic time, there's only one thing to say. Hey, ho, Canada, go. <laughs> and they, they just had this ad campaign <laughs> like, that was pushing this chant that nobody's ever heard of before. Nobody's ever done before. Nobody wants to do. <laughs> it's not, not fun to say no, even. You, and also... It's Team Canada. Like, go Canada, go. Or, like, you know, there's no lack of chance to support your national team, which we've all been supporting for our entire lives on some level, you know? Yeah, fuck you, Pepsi. Yeah, Pepsi just rolls in here and is like, I think we can make money off of a chant. Let's do it. And this isn't just because we're sponsored by Coca-Cola LLC either. This is genuinely, genuinely how I feel about it. Exactly. Coca-Cola, go, go, go! That's the big chant they're rolling out. I can't believe, how many weeks in a row do you think we're going to have to bitch about the B-team on this show. I feel like I could talk about it every week until they are broken up, or at least no longer the champions. No, uh, yeah, you're probably right about that. I mean, the B stands for bad. Am I right, Justin? Yeah. <laughs> Just a little burn for you the there. The B stands for 
Bodcast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, that was a bad one. I'll try and redeem myself as the show goes along. Welcome to Top Marks, ladies and gentlemen. The wrestling show where every week J-Mo and I go over the... One, two, three! Biggest topics in the world of wrestling. For how long, Justin? A maximum of 15 minutes at a time that we went over... Last week a couple times. I think we went over in each round last no, week. No, NXT we kept it to 15. Oh, only two out of three rounds. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what that is as a percentage? Uh, I don't know. Meatloaf had a song about it. Yeah, though. it's 100%. Two it out is. of three ain't bad. Two out of three. Could you, you probably got a good Meatloaf impression in you, I, I actually like. I don't. I have no idea what that song sounds like. Oh, you just know. What I just know the lyric <laughs> and were, the title. Ah, uh, you're just listening to it in yeah. Braille again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I just read the title. Yeah, that's. Uh, like, how I could do a bat out of hell, probably. Now I love this Like song. a bat out of hell. And hey. Part I know. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna say I, I set I set you up, and I guess I probably should have asked before because indeed that is not what that song sounds like, or really what Meatloaf sounds like. So uh, maybe this one's on me. Uh, I would do anything for love. Okay, well I, <laughs> I would do anything for love. <laughs> Why does Meatloaf has asthma? <laughs> I, don't, I thought that was not a bad Meatloaf impression. We'll agree to disagree on that one, JMO. Justin, I don't want to bury the lead here. You are, what, 24 hours away from leaving for Chicago to go uh, to All In? About 30. About 30. 30 hours. Okay, sorry for saying 24. Yeah. Is, uh, how fucking <laughs> dare you? Where, where? How are we feeling about going to Chicago to All In? Uh, a little nervous. Nervous? Yeah, I mean, excited, obviously. Sure, it's a, it's yeah. It's a big trip. I'm, okay. I'm very, I've been looking forward to it for a long time. It feels very strange that it is finally here. It kind of crept up on me that you were going. When you messaged me, you were like, well, I guess this is our last one before I leave for, for All In. I was kind of caught by surprise. So I can only imagine for you who's actually going. I can fully imagine it sneaking up. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, like this is uh, – I'm flying into this blind a little bit. You know? Okay. Like uh, in terms of like uh, I, I have a place to stay. Right. And obviously I have a ticket to All In. Right. And then the rest of my trip – Entirely open ended. That's kind of cool, though. Isn't it is. It? it is. But I, I and I felt good about that before. Yeah. But then we were talking about it on the radio this morning. Uh oh. My, my one of my main hosts was asking me about the baseball games I'm going to be attending, and ah. I, I and I admitted on the air, I don't have tickets yet. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't I don't actually have tickets to any of these baseball games I plan to go to. Does baseball sell out in Chicago? I I mean, probably not. They're enormous stadiums, yeah. right? It's the biggest building you can play a sport in is a baseball stadium. Well, that's not true actually. That's that's just uh that's a, in North America. No, it's that's even not true. There's there's some huge buildings you don't even know about. That, oh, that's true. There's like 10,000 seat tw- or uh, like a hundred thousand seat, rather, or a hundred and twenty thousand seat, even. Yeah. Like football stadiums. Yeah. See, that's exactly so, what I was talking but about. But like you know, when <laughs> when a big band comes to a major city, it's yeah. like, oh, they're bigger than playing a hockey rink. Yeah, they're playing. They're a baseball playing a stadium. baseball stadium. Yeah, Jay Z and Eminem, when they combined, played a Yankee Stadium, I think, in two thousand six. So that's mm, the kind of Jay Z, of course, makes the Yankee hat more famous than a Yankee can. <laughs> That's his famous lyric from... Uh, What song is that? uh, uh, Concrete Jungle Where Dreams Are Made Of. (laughs) Who can remember? That is it, though. But did Jay... Are you serious? Jay-Z and Eminem did a tour together? Yeah, they did. It was like a a combining of the worlds thing. Yeah, and they sold out Yankee Stadium. I think they did three baseball stadiums, if I'm not mistaken. That seems strange. Yeah, it does seem a little strange, doesn't it? It feels like Eminem cheated on Dr. Dre a little bit. Well, I don't know how public this... And then Jay cheating on Kanye also. Hang on. Maybe we shouldn't shouldn't even talk about that. 
know how public this tour was, actually. I don't want to yeah. get anyone in trouble. I know we have more <laughs> listeners than Jay-Z and Eminem have followers, so I don't want to, <laughs> you know. Uh, so you're you're a little nervous, but for all in itself, you are pretty fired up, I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, how could it not be? I've got row three floor seats, as we've talked about many, many times. Yep. And it, this show's going to be a spectacle. Yeah. Look, like... I don't know how anybody who has tickets to this can be like, well, I'm never going to do this again after right. this card. It's like the card the card was the least important part of this. You bought tickets not like not <laughs> knowing what any matches were. It's true. Is that just blind faith that like, well, this has to be great. The I, match card's going to be amazing. Do you think the I, I'm wondering if it might be the closest thing in that arena energy-wise to, like, going to an old ECW show. Not a similar spirit, but an energy level where I feel like everyone that's going to be there, it's just so it's deliberate. As hell I really – like, am I wrong about that? I feel like I it's going to so. be a really electric audience. I'm, yeah, because, like, how many people do you think who have tickets to that show are based out of Chicago? Oh, dude, I couldn't even give a guess. I don't know, like maybe a third, but I, I don't really know. Yeah, no, like it's impossible to know. Yeah. But like I would imagine that the bulk of that crowd is traveling to be at yeah. this show. Yeah, I, I, that would be my lean as well for sure. Yeah. So I think Max is going to come over on Sunday and we're going to watch it the day after, but I am uh, I am excited to take it in. Well, speaking of traveling to oh. see a show, yes, big news today. Oh, yeah, 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 tell them. Uh, I mean, we already knew this, I feel like, for a couple weeks. Yeah, it's the rumors for yeah. a bit. Uh, that, of course, Toronto playing host to the biggest party of the summer next summer. <laughs> it is the biggest party. Uh, they're going to have an NXT TakeOver Toronto 2. Yep. Uh, and then the next night, SummerSlam. That's right. And then the next night after that, Monday Night Raw. I will not be at that. And then the next night after that. WWF SmackDown. We'll not be attending that either. Sorry, but WWE SmackDown Live. SmackDown Live. Uh, are we going to go? Uh, I'm hoping to. I would say I'm 90% going to go to that. Yeah, I feel like uh, you know this Chicago trip was attainable, in fact, uh, or in part due to uh, cashing in a bunch of uh, points to oh, get yes, a yes, cheap yes. flight yep. to, to the Windy City, as it were. That's what they call it. And also the fact that the show itself... Extremely affordable. Yeah. Well, like what did you pay for a ticket? My floor seats are $100. You and Fake Kane going to be there just living it up yeah. for, for that amount of money. That is nuts. Yeah. So I got that to look forward to. But, like, that's part of the reason why it's like, well, and I, I mean, I, I can for sure afford this. Yeah. My flight cost me almost nothing. And the show that I have amazing seats to it was a hundred dollars. Yeah, I am. You know, if we go to three shows over this Toronto weekend, yes, take over SummerSlam Raw. That's that's gonna be uh, costly. I could imagine myself just going to take over and finding somewhere in Toronto to watch, to SummerSlam. watch SummerSlam. Like I could fully imagine me doing that. Yeah, uh, there's a live event. Listen, if you are into this all in talk, I have great news for you. As in our three rounds this week, two of them are going to be dedicated to previewing that show. Now, Justin, I'm sure we'll be able to fill up one round of talking about all in, no problem, uh, with a full 15 minutes. But in the second round, I don't know if we have a full half hour to go on this show. But I wanted to give us more than 15. Do you feel like it's kind of a weird show to preview, just because? These matches aren't feuds. They're not blowing yeah. off anything. They sort of exist in this bubble and vacuum. Besides all this and Cody, I suppose. Yeah, we can't really like go back and track like the road. Right. How did we get to this match? What's the feud been like? The kind of typical preview that we do for a WWE pay per view, or even a New Japan one. Yeah. So you know, I, um, 
I think we've sort of done this a little bit in the mailbag over the past couple months. It's like gauge excitedness for different matches. For the sure. Card. But yeah, no, I'm excited to go over it and maybe talk about what we were expecting going in. Right, yeah, that's uh, a good angle. Like before uh, the tickets were even announced. I mean, we've talked about All In many, many times over the last several months. You totally can track true. our thoughts on this thing right from the very announcement of it. That's right. To till to, to, uh, till today. Uh and, and, yeah, I mean, things have obviously changed even in the last 72 hours. That's 100% true. Uh, as far as uh, someone who might be appearing on this show, and I look forward to talking about that. Save that for the round. Now, you know what else you can save, Justin? What? You can save money on your Netflix. What? How? You can save money on your Crave TV. I can? How? You can save money on any subscription service you have. How's that? By canceling them and giving your money instead to patreon.com slash topmarks. Only five bucks a month. Sounds like a great deal. It's an incredible value. Half the price of Netflix. And guess what's up there right now, Justin? It is a uh, retro review. Of? Uh, WWF. St. Valentine's Day Massacre. That's right. Almost two hours of content to J-Mo and I watching that show, giving our thoughts on it, and giving uh, live commentary and play-by-play of two yeah, of the matches. We put on the out card. a little preview clip. Uh, we did. Uh, six minutes <laughs> ah. of us uh, talking about uh, what it was like to be a wrestling fan in elementary school in the late 90s. Oh, I enjoyed talking about that, actually. Yeah. And then I, I was like, ooh, six minutes is a long time for a preview clip. Yeah. And then I thought... This show's two hours. <laughs> yeah, it's a percentage. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's killer. You know, minimal. So if you want to hear that or any of our back catalog of retro reviews, it's all up there on patreon.com slash topmarks. Your support is always appreciated. Absolutely it is. And with that, Justin. I mean, what do we have left to talk about? You know what? Oh. I do have something. Go ahead. I do have something to mention. Tell them. I thought it was uh, 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 something that was missing from our coverage of SummerSlam last week. Oh, okay. And and look, there are reasons for this. Okay, yeah. Uh, there are a couple of reasons for this. As we mentioned, it was more than 12 hours of just WWE content over the course of that weekend. Wall to so wall. Obviously, when you look back on it to try and break things down, some things are going to slip through the cracks. But the one thing that we did not mention in discussing uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins, which opened the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah sure. We just kind of said, like, yeah, we liked it as a match. It was a fun opener. It might not have been as good as their Monday Night Raw match. But both but, liked but it. But we did not mention a certain spot that I thought was one of maybe the best spot of the entire night. Let's hear it. And that was the kind of reverse... Oh, the, the Falcon Arrow. Suplex. Uh, yeah. Reverse superplex into a reverse Falcon Arrow. Yeah. Whatever whatever that initial thing was. Yes. It was like a lifting. It looked huge. Re- yeah. Reverse DDT in some ways almost. like I'd have to rewatch it again. to, But I know the spot you're talking like, about. Dolph's willingness to take that bump in the first place. Yeah. Unbelievable. God bless him. That was like uh, uh, so risky. Yeah. You almost wish it would have hurt him more or something. <laughs> And then you go from there into a reverse Falcon Arrow, which I've never seen before either. It was just like, you know, Seth is running out of creative spots he can pull out of his bag of tricks. Yes. I remember the first time we ever saw that superplex in the Falcon Arrow. You were in the audience. It was the Money in the Bank match against Roman. I was freaking out, if Mm -hmm. it uh, gives you any... uh, And now we see it so often. Yeah, I know. That for him to raise the stakes like that was a noticeable It thing. should have just been his finisher once they got rid of the curb stomp, don't you think? Yeah. I know he can't do it to everyone, so that's limiting as a finisher. And welcome but back, curb stomp, by the way. Yeah, no kidding. What we also didn't talk about on oh. SummerSlam yeah. was the speaking of uh, finishers that have vanished. Oh. Samoa Joe... 
teased the muscle buster against AJ Styles. And I thought was the one of the better spots of the weekend also. Do you think we'll ever see it on the main roster? I mean, yeah, probably. If if Joe is going to beat AJ at the end of this feud. Oh, my God. Which he might might not, I don't think he's going to. Like, they've introduced the idea that he still has one move left in his bag of tricks that he's not hit AJ Styles with. Oh, man. If he hit a muscle buster to pin AJ Styles, I would freak out. But but don't you feel like the whole AJ, Miz, Daniel Bryan thing is almost just too laid out at this point? Like, I don't know how they get around it almost. Yeah, you're probably right. Like, it just it feels like uh, Miz is going to beat uh, Bryan at, is it Hell in a Cell for a shot at the title? Uh, or is it, no, that's at um, the Super Show. And oh, so that's, after- they've got a number one contender spot on the line between those two? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so it just feels like Miz will beat Brian there. Then he beats AJ. Brian wins the Rumble, and then you have AJ Miz for the title. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But but I listen. I would love for it to not to not be right and to have Samoa Joe throw a wrench into all that. Just have Samoa Joe just, be the champ for just, ten years. I don't know if like they're going to allow him to ever hit the Muscle Buster again after Tyson Kidd. Well, my guess is no. Yeah. Uh, except maybe like at Mania, but. I, I really don't see it. Uh, I, I do. You it's think like they took the go to sleep away from a Tommy after he fucked up. That's uh, right. Who uh, was it? Uh, was it Tyler Breeze? No, no. It was um, uh, Brian Kendrick. Oh, that's right. He broke his orbital. Yeah. yeah in a tag match with Jack Gallagher and a yeah. uh, fourth person I can't remember right now. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be like that. And, and honestly, I, I kind of get their position on it. Is it is it such an amazing move that Joe? Li- I felt like the curb stomp was more integral to Seth Rollins, and I felt the muscle buster was to Joe. Oh, you're for sure correct about that. Like Joe's thing is the coquina clutch, 100%. right? And which is not to say the muscle buster isn't dope. It's, I was a huge awesome. old, giant Ultimate Muscle fan growing up. Like I, I love that he does it. But yeah. uh, uh, and one more follow up from last week. Yeah, because I I went out of my way to make a point about Roman Reigns versus Becky Lynch and what the difference is oh, between. Yeah, yeah. Forcing a heel versus forcing a baby face. Okay. And I, I put I put it all on the line. I laid my credibility out there <laughs> for the world to see. Yes. And I said that being a beloved figure is not a central piece of the, the Roman Reigns character. Yes. Which I do still feel like is mostly true. Mm-hmm. But, oh, boy, did I pick a bad week to try and push that point because – I went back and watched that Finn Roman main event again, and the commentary. It, okay, well, first of all, it's just terrible. Yes. Yeah, so I don't. Mean, do you want to talk about this in our Shield round? Um. Yeah. Sure. Let's well, save it. For why that. don't we do that for round number one then, and then we'll do uh, the two Ring of Honor ones after it. Yeah. Except uh, it's it's called All In. It's yeah. Not, Ring of All In. Yes. <laughs> well, I guess that's a great segue then, right into <laughs> round number one. Round one. Fight. <laughs> Justin and I jumped in there because we, in fact, we are going to spend 15 minutes talking about the, the newly reformed The Shield. Yeah, and I didn't even realize this talking about Roman Reigns there that this does tie into The Shield, in fact. Absolutely. So please continue your thought. What was commentary saying about Roman Reigns that made you feel like it was a bad week for you to say that he was... That, like, being beloved is not a central part of his character. Yes. Uh, it... it they were just hitting it over the head again and again and again, making the same point. Like, honestly, it felt like commentary had two sentences of thoughts on this match <laughs> yeah. and just kept bringing them up. What was the other Every thought? 45 seconds for, like, the entire thing. Oh, the whole thing. It's, it's just one thought. They're just two thoughts that are connected. Right. And it was... Uh, Roman is out here doing what Brock Lesnar never yeah. would. He's a fighting champion. He's got the belt, and he's going to defend it on Monday Night Raw. 
Because the people, the people want to see a fighting champion. The people want to see the universal title. Brock Lesnar, that bum, that utter bozo, he was I... never going to give that to him. But Roman, man of the people, is giving them exactly what they want. Which, that's not exactly what they said, no, but, but that sort of thing. It's weird because sometimes, like, let others say it for you. Everyone knows that Roman wrestling on TV for the belt is a nice answer to, to what Brock was doing. And we all liked that match. Of course. Uh, let me defend you for a second, though, J-Mo, because uh, I, I just want to say I fully agree still with what you said last week. Like, the whole, I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy, I'm the guy, it's my yard, the standing out in silence promo after Mania. All that stuff is showcasing that he is not a guy who's there for the people. In exactly. fact, he, he is out, not not purely for himself, but I think you know what I mean. So I think your point still stands. Although that commentary, like I had said to you, it does stand out to me as heavy-handed and as well. Dude, that was like a 23-minute match. Yeah. How many times do you think they made that point over the course of that 23 minutes? I think probably 23 times is how it felt. <laughs> maybe <laughs> a, more. Maybe 46. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like maybe whatever it is times three. Uh, Justin... I need to ask you a question before we dive into the Shield reunion. Sure. Besides Dean Ambrose, put him out of your mind. You cannot answer him for this question, okay? Mm -hmm. Who is your favorite member of the Shield? <laughs> Seth Rollins. Okay. So, so how do you feel as a Seth Rollins guy? Besides Dean Ambrose, your favorite member of the Shield, how do you feel the Shield getting back together works for Seth Rollins? You know what? I actually did not especially like the visual of them mm. coming down in their old riot gear. Interesting. Okay. Like, like I like it in the coming through the crowd for the entrance or whatever. That's good. But the gear itself. But yeah, it felt like a regression of character for both Seth and Dean. That's interesting. They're two guys who have their own thing going. They've got their own t-shirts. They've got their own slogans. And here they come in the old tactical vest, the old riot gear that we haven't seen in a little while now. And it, and it just like there there is a part of me that sees that visual and and gets like a nostalgic kick of like right. oh yeah baby it's shield time again. <laughs> but also like that, that is exactly what you said. But also <laughs> to me. You know like oh yeah baby it's oh, shield time yeah, again. Oh yeah baby shield time <laughs> again. And I said it just like that. That's right. Uh but but like you know, clearly this is for Roman. Don't they sort of have to do the tactical vest the first time? Yeah, for sure. But, but like, it just makes it clear that, like, we are bringing these two guys back. We're yeah. just hitting reset on them in a way so that, like, Roman can get cheered by, by this. Now, granted, I think, uh, I don't know that it's entirely for Roman. I know that I just said that. Yeah. I'm going to undercut my own point here sure. and say that, you know, this is happening right now because we didn't get it before. And now, granted, yes. was it originally put out before? Was this going to happen originally to get Roman over? Probably yes, still sure. then. Yeah. But ultimately, they teased us with something good that we want. <laughs> yeah, this is. Okay. And we didn't get it. I got to make two points here against that because I've seen a lot of this complaining online and in our personal mm -hmm. wrestling chat with some of our friends where it's like, well, the Shield's just back together because they're trying to get Roman over. Okay, two quick things. Yes, that's, that, is, that is true. Mm -hmm. But, like, that is what wrestling is. Yes. Like, groups are together to get people over. Yeah. So, while you're right, I also don't know how that's a critique. It's not, like, a scathing criticism. Uh, uh, certainly not when it's presented as I'm not saying you were presenting it as such, only that I've seen it presented as such. Mm -hmm. And then, secondly... 
what the fuck were they going to do? Like, the S.H.I.E.L.D. still had to get back together. They, they didn't break up for no reason. They were, Dean and Roman got injured. Like, yeah. that's why it wasn't there. So you have to have them back together. If they were all three on the same show as, quote-unquote, baby faces, and I know that's a little gray when you include Roman, but why the hell wouldn't they be together? Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand how this is a critique against the, the reformation of the S.H.I.E.L.D. A, we all wanted it. Mm-hmm. They did it. It got ended early. Now they're doing it again, and people being like, harumph, they're doing it to get Roman over. Well, well yeah. Like, what, what do you, but they're also doing it to get Dean and Seth over, because we love when the S.H.I.E.L.D. is together. <laughs> we all love the S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> like, this is such a confusing this point. the whole reason that Roman is in this position in the first place. We <laughs> all love the S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, it's, it just drives me a little mental. Um, um, I do want to say, though, sure. uh, which is, you know, I, and I, I hate to say this name oh, no. on the air because I know you hate it when I do this. Who is it? I heard uh, on another podcast. I do hate that. I heard I heard mm. John Pollock say something. I hate whoever that guy is uh, at his he, show. He said, uh, he said something that was along the lines of like, Oh, you know, like you can only go back to that well so many times, and it was so, (laughs) but it it was so successful when they did it last year. But you have to be careful because you can only reunite the shield so many times. Was it so (laughs) successful when they did it last time? No, it was a fucking mess. It didn't happen. It didn't even happen. It never happened. We never got the match. It was no match, and it was such a mess that if you go back and listen to our SummerSlam preview two weeks ago when you and I talked to the Zoobs. We talk about the fact that Kurt Angle is in the entrance with them yeah. like an oversized Make-A-Wish kid <laughs> who snuck in because of the mumps. That's and right. even with my reference to the mumps, which was what Roman Reigns was out with, neither you or I could even remember that Roman Reigns was the guy who was not in that <laughs> match. We were like, oh, yeah, I hated that match. There was a 10-minute stretch where Roman was just getting ragdolled by all the heels uh, and they never went to pin him. That is something that happened in that match. I'm right. pretty sure it was with Dean or Seth well, or maybe both even of Kurt. Them. It was with both of them. Because, because like, Roman wasn't even in there, and the, the whole thing was such a mess in terms of that reunion, we can't even remember when Dean was out and when Roman was out, which to me is a huge telling point. It's a huge telling point. And, and listen, not to, you know, say John Pollock's an idiot or anything, but... Okay, we can talk about going back to the well too many times once they've actually gone back to the well too many times. So they've gone back to the well half a time. Yeah. Like, they, they've maybe, if you want to include last week, <laughs> they're back to the well now. Like, yeah. I, I don't get it. I like. Do you feel stoked to see the shield? I, I still do. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of a mess, though, again now, because the alignments that were in place when they wanted to do this originally before right. Dean's injury are no longer there. So now you have... Like, baby faces two, three, and four on the show. As a heel act. Teaming up to attack baby face number one. Well, it's listen, I see, again, I'm not trying to, but, like, I see discussion online of people being like, well, are they heel or face? They three-on-one the biggest baby face in the company. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know what else. What do and you want? it was cool. The, absolutely, but, like, what do you want me to tell you? Like, yeah. if you think Braun Strowman is the heel in that situation... I think you're not paying attention. Like, the S.H.I.E.L.D. is obviously a heel act right now. Now, we're in 2018. Crowd reactions do not designate heel or face. Their actions do. It's just like the Braun-Roman feud. Like, oh, Roman should turn heel. He just ran over Braun in a car or whatever the hell it was. Just tried to kill him with an ambulance. (laughs) Like, I I don't know what people want. It's like, well, you know, know, who's going to boo the S.H.I.E.L.D.? No one. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, mean, look, there is a case to be made that that you can put... 
two babyface acts against each other, and that's fine. It yes, doesn't matter. True. Uh, it's more difficult when it's two heel acts. Well, uh, true, but uh, also a numbers advantage accounts for something. Yeah. Like, the Shield wasn't triple power bombing heels. Yeah. Like they would do it after matches if they were attacked. But if Dean was defending his U.S. title, oh, well, I guess he was a heel the whole time. But my, I think my point stands. Mm. It's like they they three on one the guy after the match, <laughs> like. Yeah, they are heels. They are doing heel things. Yeah, true. Uh, so I don't know. But I mean, this is they—they they were they started out as a heel group, also. So absolutely, like, why not get back to that on some level? And and listen, if this if this is going to be a short breakup, quote unquote, which I tend to think that it is, that's that's fine. But right, now. it's funny though. I'm trying to think of like because obviously the numbers game needs to be evened up on some way. Yeah. If this is going to be uh, a feud. That's right. If we're going to get like 3v3 Hell in a Cell. Oh man. At, at Hell in a Cell. Uh like I mean the natural partners for Braun here are Dolph and Drew, but that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And right? then I'm thinking, oh, you know who would look cool with Braun? Who's that? AOP. But then that's like <laughs> my that's my go-to every time. Every time we've talked about a hypothetical Shield <laughs> reunion, so it's like just whoever the, the heel <laughs> is, put him with AOP and then put him against the Shield. We we gotta be honest though, JMO. Braun and AOP is a terrible pairing. I like, mean, but like it's terrible. Why would those three guys not demolish the Shield? They absolutely would. But like, so what's the like? I'm trying to find a a, a power level that's yeah. balanced. And to me, it's like I guess you got to put Braun with like what the B team then? <laughs> Braun and B team. Yeah, the B stands for Braun <laughs> against the Shield. That pairing I actually like because it it further makes it out how great and big Braun is. Whereas I feel like with AOP that gets a little confused. Like it makes AOP look small next to Braun, but they're all ass kickers. I, just... I actually think that that pairing could have some. There's it, some meat on that bone because the B team can be like, we're the tag team champions. And Braun can just be like, so was I with Nicholas. <laughs> like it continues the kayfabe that anyone can be tag team part of the <laughs> exactly. team champions if you're paired with Braun Strowman. Exactly. Like at any point in time, Braun Strowman and anyone can be the tag team champions. Yeah, Braun's just like, that don't impress me much. I won them belts with <laughs> Nicholas. I know this is off topic, JMO, but do you think the crowd's eventually going to turn on Braun for these reasons? Uh, what, that he's just overpowered? Yeah, like the super I mean, it's push. the Brock problem, right? Or even the Roman problem, if you like, of, yeah. of a year ago. Uh, I mean, we talked about this with Zoobs a couple weeks ago. There's just a complete reluctance for them to show any sort of vulnerability. Yes. That, like, there's no overcoming. Now, this is something that NXT did wonderfully with, with Authors of Pain. Oh, yeah. That they constantly were being pushed to the limit during their title reign, that teams were teaming up on them during their matches and they would still somehow find a way to overcome. Now, sometimes I didn't uh. like that and that it seemed like they just stopped selling. Right, Like they yeah. just went into overpower mode with two minutes to go in a match. I assume you're referring to the end of the, the triple threat with yeah, AOP. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, that's like Braun never even sells to begin with. That's what I mean. Or, or I mean, Brock Lesnar how do you, sells. How do you stop doing something that you're not even doing? And you do really want, every, like, go find me Big Show selling for the first five years of his career. Like, you're going to have a hard time doing it. Yeah, but also, you know, like. They're like 
WrestleMania 2000. Big Show's the first man eliminated from that match. And it happens within three minutes. But by nefarious Yeah, means. all three like, guys team up on yeah, him, of that's course. Right. But, like, still, he was beatable right. on some level. And I feel like... I mean, like that's exactly what they just did to Braun. Yeah, I Beatable guess. with three-on-one That's situation. true, but I still feel like they've powered Braun up so much that, like, it's only those three who could beat him three-on-one. Yeah. Any other permutation of three wrestlers on the roster and Braun could single-handedly defeat them. That's interesting, actually. And maybe he does stand alone in that. I'd have to think about that more, but that is interesting for sure. Yeah. Uh, Jama, who do you think, if anyone, is hurt by the Shield reuniting? Is there any member of the Shield who's better off with them not together? Probably Seth. I actually think Seth is anchored by the Shield right now, which is bizarre to say. Yeah. Because I think during that initial... He's doing great work. That's right. And, and I think if you would have said that during the initial Shield run, you would have sounded like an insane yeah, person. Yeah. And, right? it, and it hurts the IC belt, too, because now he's not even going to be focused on being champion. That's right. Like, so. it's going to be, he's going to be involved in, like, six-man matches. Yeah, six-mans or even just straight tags two with Two or Dean. three months, basically. Do you get the sense that the if it is going to be a Dean Ambrose turn, it isn't coming soon? Uh, yeah. That's, and that's good. I Well, I don't know if it's good. I, I think that is good, though. Yeah? Yeah, it, because, like, make me remember why I like these guys. So the, the, the eventual turn is like a, a, a knife in the heart, you know? I know you're right. Like, in my heart, I understand that that's, like, how this works. Like, you, for, the, the, for it to hurt, you have to love them. Yeah. But I honestly feel like the Shield almost has enough, like, foundation set that if he did it at Hell in a Cell. But again, like, we're getting what we didn't get. Yeah, So if you right. turn him immediately, we're still not getting it. I, I said this, uh, I think, on last week's show, but uh, I'm starting to think that it isn't going to be Dean who turns heel, too. Yeah. Like I, it's too obvious. It's too obvious. But it can't be Seth again. Can you imagine if oh it was Seth God. again? It's all. I almost want to see it. Like I'm. I'm not saying this in any joke whatsoever. Like it's such a double down on Seth's character. If once again he's the one to break up the shield, like and and you can get Dean going heel out of that too. By the way, mm-hmm. like you could get all three of them as heel. Like Dean can lose his mind, never trust anyone, be true lunatic fringe forever. Like I am the lone wolf, and I'm a maniac because I got burned by this son of a bitch twice in a row. Like I don't think it's that hindering to align uh, alignments for those yeah, guys. Yeah, he could uh, he could like uh, get a new catchphrase like DTA. Go ahead. Don't trust anyone. <laughs> well, that well, one. Yeah, where have I heard that before? Yeah, I mean, anyway. It's tried, tested, and true. It's a classic <laughs> wrestling thing to say for for oh. a lone badass. What a nightmare. But uh, what is this? As we close with the round, JMO, what's your dream six man match for the Shield uh, while they're reunited? I, I don't know. Like yeah, undisputed era maybe. Like oh, San- yeah. sanity is the match or New Day. We saw. I mean, we got New Day. I guess uh, that was the match that we got. That was the one Shield match we got. Yeah, was the Shield versus New Day at Correct. SummerSlam last year, uh, uh, and it was good. But yeah, sanity I think is would be a great match. But uh, those guys have barely been established on the main so roster. So weird. <laughs> all right, Jamo, what do you say about uh, jumping into round two and starting to preview a little bit of All In? Before we get to All In, I want to make one more point about Please, Seth go Rollins. ahead. I'm pulling up the card I anyway. saw Ryan Satin kind of like trolling wrestling fans last week, talking about, oh, you, you complain about the, the Becky Lynch. I'm a dumb, stupid baby who doesn't like that Becky Lynch turned a heel. Wait, who? 
who are you being the fans or Ryan I'm Satin? I'm being Ryan Satin. Okay. Being the fans. <laughs> so Ryan Satin yeah. is making fun of fans for whining about Becky Lynch. Oh no, he's not even doing an impression of the fans. He, that's oh. just how Ryan Satin sounds <laughs> in my head. <laughs> no, Never, okay. Uh, whenever he talks about anything. And he's a wrestling journalist. Yeah, he guy. writes for some fucking website. Who knows? Okay. Uh, and he's like, when has it ever worked to take somebody that the fans love and turn them into a hero? Okay. And the examples that he gave. Were Sami Zayn joining Kevin Owens? Okay. Uh, there was a th- a third one here as well that's slipping my mind as w- at the moment. But then a the big one was Seth Rollins turning heel and joining the Authority. And yes. I'm looking at that thinking Seth Rollins was never the guy in the Shield. No, that is such a revisionist history to say. Oh, they took this beloved babyface, Seth Rollins, and turned him into a heel. He was always number three of three. If you're going to like a guy in the shield, is Roman Reigns, because yes. they made him look awesome. Yep. Or Dean Ambrose, because... He was talking he was, his way through everything. Yeah, he was the talker, and he was having fun matches. There is... there is. You would be hard-pressed to find somebody, an internet comment anywhere, who's like, oh, when the shield breaks up, you know... I'll Seth Rollins was the guy people worried about, that he was going to get lost in the, the shuffle. And, of course, history went out to play out virtually the yeah. exact opposite. You cannot draw any sort of parallel between Seth Rollins now and Becky – or Seth Rollins at that time and Becky Lynch today. It's insanity well, yeah. to even try and make that argument. It makes zero sense whatsoever. I, I fully agree with you. Yeah, but, but, you know, Road Dog saw someone defending his booking online and was like, you, this guy gets it. Kudos to you, brother. Thanks for sticking up for the product. Wait, Road Dog said that to Ryan Satin? Yeah. What the He's fuck? He's like, yeah, finally someone understands. It's like, what are you talking oh. about, man? Well, but, like, but are either of them watching the show? Oh, yeah, it. that was the thing with Road Dog. It's like, are you even watching the show that you write? Because it sounds like you're not. I Can I say something about Road Dog? Yeah, go for it. I don't much care for Road Dog. Yeah, why yeah. not? Because I don't think he's very good, and based off of what you just told me, I now think he's stupid. <laughs> yeah, someone <laughs> made the point that like Becky had to like sc- scrap tooth and nail to climb the mountain, run through the entire division just to get a sniff at being in the mix, and it was handed to yeah. Charlotte right out the gate her first night back. And Road Dog's response to that was. You're just seeing what you want to see, brother. That's not the story. This being happened told at like all. Road Dog. With, what, what is he talking about? Like that's exactly what happened. Charlotte came back and got added to the triple threat. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I know. See, he bud. said, "Seeing what you want to yes. see." Yes. What do you? Th- and then his example that he gave to defend what they were doing was, "If I'm playing a game of chess with my best friend, okay, and then I l- and I lose the game." Yeah. And then I beat the hell out of him. Uh-huh. Am I the good guy? That's not the story you were telling at all. That's only if your friend was like, had he, he had never played chess before. He and showed up and started it. into in, the World Chess it, Championship Finals. At the final board where they gave him a checkmate to start the match. <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that... Ugh. Anyway, Justin. Yeah, his examples are Seth turning heel... Sami Zayn joining Kevin Owens. And let's not act like Sami Zayn turning heel was just this massive success. Well, no, but uh, listen, if, if he would have made his argument based around that one, I would hear him out. I, I, but the other two are dumb. And his like, final example is the Usos. 
And the caption on this post is, What? Why would you turn a face character that fans cheer for? Oh, wait. Here's some examples of why it's good to do. Nobody <laughs> cheered for the Usos. Nobody liked the John Cena of Tag Team Usos. No. I, I guess maybe kids, but anyway. Justin, let's go all in. What do you say? I would love to. Let's go all in. In round, round number two. Round two. Fight. This coming weekend in Chicago, Illinois. Justin, the, the city of wind, I hear it's called. Uh, the hot dog land, I think uh, some people call it. Home of a bunch of baseball teams like uh, the Cubs, the Rangers, the Texans. They're all there. It's all going down in Chicago. You know who else is in Chicago? Who? McGruff, the crime dog. Is he really? Yeah. McGruff. Don't you remember that jingle from back in the day? Sick it, J-Mo. Scruff. McGruff. Chicago, Illinois. 60612. <laughs> I don't know. You, you wrote to the crime dog and he got back to you. Well, Take a bite out of crime. What sort of crimes would you write into him I don't, about? I don't know. He just was... Uh, would he solve them? Like a dog the bounty Do you hunter? remember McGruff, the crime dog? I can think of what he looks like, but I can't think of the, the of song. Of what he did. No, I don't know what yeah, he does. No, me neither. I just know the like the drawing. I just know he's in Chicago, well, so hopefully I'll run into him. You know who else is in Chicago, JMO? Cody Rhodes. My hashtag good friend Justin Morissette That's in about true. 36 hours. By the time you listen to this, yeah, I will be. Are you putting this out in Chicago? I might put it out tomorrow before I go. Oh, okay, that yeah. makes some sense. Uh, Justin, it is all in, and I want to do a preview for this like we do other cards. I feel like it's very worth that distinction, don't I, you? I think so, too. So let's start with, uh, I mean, it's hard to know exactly what order things are going to be going on at all in, which I think is another part of the appeal. What what would main event in uh, the world of Justin Morissette? I mean, I made this point to fake Kane when we had him on. Uh, Emerson was on the, the, the preview show for yes, the SummerSlam yes. we did a couple weeks ago. How do you put anything on after Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Jr.? Like, that is... A dream match. That yeah. is one of the greatest matches you can make on God's green earth right now. It's very good. So how does anything follow that? It's going to be amazing. Sure. But ultimately, we already know that Cody versus Nick Aldis is the main event of this show. Yeah. That's the only match order that we do know. Which I actually am of the opinion is the absolute right call. I, I think uh, they've done a very good job of building it. Yeah. And I will give full compliments to Nick Aldis for feeling like a big deal considering he's someone who I didn't even know who he was more than like three and a half, four months ago. Wow, Justin, you're really exposing that you didn't watch TNA in 2012. Yeah, for sure did not. <laughs> uh, not only that, I think we got to give credit to the 10 pounds of gold. Yeah, no, I've, I've been watching some of that. It is a great and show, Dave man. Logano was working with uh, uh, our boy from Smashing Pumpkins, Billy, Billy Corgan. Corgan. Uh, I think we have to give Billy Corgan some credit for getting the NWA title on this show. It, it has made the NWA has it? ever been more relevant in the in like post 2004 no and honestly if when cody wins it is that a win yes i really hope you're right i'm not so sure how do we go into this and cody loses so here's the thing jmo and i guess we'll get into it why don't we start with this main event because i think we do have a lot to say about it i'm not predicting a cody Rhodes victory here why not well i he still has dates with New Japan. He yeah. still has dates with Ring of Honor. Now, his contracts are coming up with both those companies, if I understand correctly. And it seemed like New Japan was winding down his involvement also. He's always been in that sort of slant. Some guys are more New Japan. Some guys are more Ring of Honor in that sharing equation. He's always felt more Ring of Honor to me, uh, yeah. Cody Rhodes. He's I like, mean, he had a stretch there where he was pretty important to New Japan, but I do feel like they are kind of wrapping up that, that plot line. Yeah, never held a belt there yeah. or, or anything of the sort. So... 
I don't know how I became the Cody Rhodes guy on this show, which is a hilarious sort of twist from when we started it. But I guess that's the nice thing about doing a podcast for a while is you can sort of see the growth and change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the I think evolution. The evolution. Uh, we'll also be doing a preview show for that, I suspect. <laughs> uh, for me, Cody Rhodes is just – he deserves the main event slot of this card because it's his it's his show no cody Rhodes, no all in yeah we're all there to see cody uh, it's that is why you're there i don't know how this is going to be as a match because frankly i don't think nick aldis or cody Rhodes are are any sort of dynamos in ring however i think if either of them were ever going to bring their absolute s tier game i think they both understand that main eventing the f- biggest and first indie show of this scale is the time to do it do you fit share in that sentiment yeah i mean <sighs> Like, I think we've gotten away a little bit from what wrestling can be. Okay. Uh, I mean, we talked about it on the show last week in that we just recently watched WWF St. Valentine's Day Massacre. That's right. And both of those main events, that's a show that has two co-main events, Mm -hmm. Rock versus Mankind and uh, Austin versus McMahon. There's not a lot of actual wrestling going on there. Especially in the latter, yeah. But there is an enormous amount of storytelling. Huge amounts. And that is sometimes what is missing. Like, we we talk so much these days about a guy's work rate. Yeah. And can he really go in the ring? Does he have the the high gear (laughs) that I expect from a main event match? Yeah. Sometimes it's just as simple as... Can this guy tell a compelling story over the course of 20 minutes? And Cody can do that. Like, he really can do that very well. Is this Freaky Friday? Because here I am being like, I think Cody Rhodes might put on a barn burner, which is a your opinion. Yeah. And there you are. Remember when we did the Osprey Ricochet round last yeah, year? Yeah. Me being like, you've got to be able to get away from the moves and get spots that tell a story in a match. <laughs> We've both done like a complete 180. But I, I, I just mean that like... Even if they don't have that. And I think they can. Like, yeah. I agree with you that if you're going to put your body on the line and do something insane, this is the time to do it. Yeah. Uh, and really just, like, pull out all the stops. Maybe, you know, I'm sure Cody's been teasing that he's got some new moves to debut. And I'm sure Nick Aldis probably has been working on some new stuff, too. Why yep. not? Why wouldn't you? This is the biggest stage that either of them have ever had. Like, all eyes in the wrestling world are going to be on this exactly. show for this night. So, yes, you're right. They should pull out the stops and do that. But even if they don't, even if your opinion of Cody Rhodes as a wrestler is that in-ring he's never going to be better than, like, a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah. He doesn't need to be better than that for this still to be a great story. Not only do I agree about that in Cody Rhodes, I agree about that for every wrestler. Yeah. Like, I, I, I fully still believe in that. Like yeah. that's and I think Because – the story here is not, is Cody Rhodes an amazing wrestler? It's, can Cody capture his dad's belt? Bingo. And that's... This whole thing is about legacy. Correct. This whole, I mean, the, like, the, the, the festival component of it is called StarCast. Yep. Because he doesn't have the rights to call anything <laughs> Starcade. But he's going to pay homage, and he's... You know, like, he's he's doing everything that he can to follow in his father's footsteps, which is to be a promoter in addition to a wrestler, to book the show, to do everything that he grew up watching his dad do. What did his dad also do a lot? Win the NWA title. Man. And, like, that's the moment, is watching the boy become the man in that ring. Win dad's belt and try to make him proud as best you can and look you're right we are all there for cody why did i buy a ticket to a show that had no card 
like in some ways because of a fear of missing out because you oh, sure. and Josh or no rather you are Josh you <laughs> and Mike and Max uh, all went on that trip to Japan at the beginning of the year and you had right. yourself a hell of a time and I watched along from home on your Instagram feeds and I watched Wrestle Kingdom on my couch live while you guys were texting me from the floor and my FOMO was off <laughs> the charts. I missed out on the trip of a lifetime. And when All In uh, was announced, I said to myself, fuck it, I am not, not having that time. happen again. I am going to be there. I'm g- There's only one first show. But look, this is, it goes right back to the first moment when he left WWE and he put out that list of all of the dream matches that he wanted to do. Right. And, and like, I do feel on some level that this is the wrestling fandom community Saying to Cody, like, don't you worry, boy. We got you. Does Whatever he you want to do, we got your back. And that's what, like, I bought a ticket to support Cody Rhodes and yep. the Young Bucks to an extent as well. Sure. But I do feel like, and I know sometimes I get pegged as, like, a Young Bucks mm-hmm. hater or whatever. The, the exact opposite is true, to, mm-hmm. to be honest. But but I do feel like they are the B-side to the, the driving of All In. And I only say that because they've been out on the indies for, you know, Ever, yeah. and this has never happened. Yeah. They needed this co- combination with Cody Rhodes to make Does it happen. Does he win the belt? Yes. That's uh, the moment. That is the moment. Justin, before we get into some other matches here, this is a point that I want to talk about. We shouldn't linger too long here, but I do just want to ask you, do you think the overall match quality might be hit because these guys don't work together regularly? Like, they don't have a house show circuit to win? Or are these guys so good and they're taking this so seriously that that doesn't even cross the mind? Uh, I think the latter. Yeah. Like, I, like to me, it's like... You're going to put Kota Ibushi with the Young Bucks and put him up against Rey Mysterio, Bandito, and Phoenix and tell me that that match isn't going to be just a barn burner? No, that does seem unlikely to suck. All <laughs> six of those guys, you put them you, any permutation of those six guys in the ring at any given time, it's going to be great. Yeah, I, I fully ship that. So, like, I'm fully on board with that. I do think, like I talked uh, a couple weeks ago, Joey Janela versus Hangman Page should be amazing. Those are two guys that are fully willing to jump off of the biggest structure that they can find, put their bodies on the line. Like That is a match that I do expect to leave the ring and have all kinds of horrific physical consequences for the participants. That's um, probably the match I'm uh, second most looking forward to. Really? Yeah. Behind what? Cody uh, versus Aldis? No, uh, Okada Skrull. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, Okada Skrull is what I'm most looking forward to, and uh, Janela Hangman right after that. Yeah, I mean, Okada Skrull should be a good match. I don't know why I feel bummed about it. You're not the only one, man. I, I feel like the only person on earth. I, I cannot wait till Monday comes. This match fucking whips ass. And you get to just, like, lord over everyone. <laughs> I, won't, I knew it. I will not do that. But I, I knew it. I don't see how this match is bad. Like, this whole story of, like, oh, have you seen all these problems? Like, I'm going to ground him. Like, a squirrel uh-huh. is too small for me. This is a junior. He's going like, to go to 205 Live like, when I'm done with him. Squirrel fighting up. Let's just talk about this match now. Squirrel fighting up from under that, taking on Okada, of course, at All In. I, I am so fired up. And if you talk about... Okada is saying, I'm going to ground you. I am bigger. I'm going to hold you down. Squirrel is some of the most fun ground-based offense that exists on planet Earth right now. Like, go watch him and Zack Sabre Jr. in progress for their title. They do it three times, and it's awesome every time because both of them can wrestle on the ground. I feel like you're going to see a lot of that in this match, but Okada is going to explode. And when Okada goes for something high, he's going to be eating a jumping chicken wing, and it's going to be awesome. And I'm fired up for it, J-Mo. Why are you disappointed in Okada Squirrel? Because we're not getting something that we couldn't get 
on a New Japan B show. You, you know? are. You are, because though. Because you're, you're getting a guy who's fighting up in a division that he's not in. Absolutely. That's true. The only reason Osprey got to fight Okada is because they're both part of chaos. That's the only reason. That's he's like, I will gift it to a junior. That's true. It's just is like, you know, the rumor out there for a while was Okada versus Mysterio. Right. And, like, when that's what I think I'm getting... And, and that I'm, that I'm sure. going to get Okada versus someone that I will probably never be able to see him wrestle anywhere else ever again. If the right. rumors are true that Mysterio is going to WWE immediately after all and is over. Yeah. Which he probably is. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, I'm then he's his dream match uh, possibilities in terms of who he can go against, guys who aren't in WWE, is severely limited. And he's in this six-man which may, might not be the best use of Mysterio. Yeah. And Okada is taking on a guy who wrestles in the same company that he already wrestles for. I could see that. It doesn't have, like, the lure of, like, the combining of worlds. Yeah, like, even if, I, even if I'm getting, like, Kenny versus Penta is the right match for both those guys. Yeah. But then if you give me, like, Okada versus Phoenix after that. Sure. I'm probably more interested in that than Skrull also. Okay. Uh, so, I, like, it, there's it's not that it's not a good match. It's that it's not... Uh, you'll never see this anywhere else. Dream match. That's totally understandable. I, I guess, and I think what sort of what you're saying is it is sort of a battle of expectation there. Whereas, like, my mindset is, like, if I saw Okada versus Marty Skrull on a New Japan show... You'd go out of your way to, to it, watch that. It would be my most anticipated match of the weekend. So, well, I totally get that it's not the world's colliding that you hope All In might have some of. Yeah. As a match in a vacuum, it's so much something I want to see. So I'm, I'm And listen, you're going to get the Marty Skrull and Okada entrances at All In. Both have tremendous entrances. Very fired up for that match. Uh, but let's talk about it, JMO. Rey Mysterio, Phoenix, and Bandito, who uh, I'd just like to throw out, is uh, wrestling uh, our old, our current local champion, El Fantasmo, next Friday. Yeah, is streaming. That. It's streaming on Fight.tv. In the so. Super J Cup. Yeah. That's right. So, that looks uh, great. I'm going to go out of my way to watch that one and implore you to do the same. El Fantasmo is tremendous. But Rey Mysterio, Phoenix, and Bandito are taking on the Golden Elite, of course, the Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi. How could this match not be amazing? <laughs> it does seem like... Uh, now, listen, at the low end... and this is not to, to put a dampen on anything, but on the low end, this is going to be a super fun six-man where no one's in the ring for all too long and everyone's doing their spots and it's going to be an absolute riot. That's the low end, is that it's going to be super fun. At the high end, I think you probably get something special here. What do you think, JMO? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I don't think there's... I, I think people look at, like, what New Japan does as far as multi-man tags, and it's like the way guys just take it easy on. That's right. right, Yeah, I don't see that here. I hope you're right. Yeah, I don't see this match being any shorter than 25 minutes. What if Mysterio is going to WWE like the next day, and he does want to take it easy? But then there's other guys in the match that can go in his absence. But then does your not complaint about? Is Bandito taking it easy? Is Phoenix taking it easy? Do you think? Kota Ibushi is going to take it easy no, on the show? No, yeah. I'm confident that Ibushi is Like, if anyone's going to go hog wild, <laughs> it's going to be Ibushi. But also, like, this means something to the Bucks. This is not a throwaway New Japan show. This is a good point. This is their show. If they don't have a, a just all-around, like, five bells, like, classic of a match on their own show, yeah. when are they going to have it? If you can't get up for a match... On the show you produced, mm-hmm. like and and don't you think that they would pick guys that are going to match that intensity? Like I would they, hope so. They yeah. booked their own match here for a reason. That's something I hadn't considered too. Is like they chose this, which probably accounts for something. So like, yeah, I, I totally get where you could get. Like, there. I hope this goes for half an hour. Why is this not a ladder match? <laughs> 
Yeah, you, you've made this point before, and it's, I, it's bang on correct. I, I just I can't figure it out. Something for these these uh, these guys to flip off of, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. What, what's the matchup you want to see here is when you finally get, like, Abushi and Mysterio both as hot tags, right? Yeah. Like, the moments there in ring together are got to be sublime, you would think, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm fired up for that match, too. Uh, let's move on, J-Mo, over here to uh, Chris Daniels, the fallen angel, lord of the BME against Arrow, uh, actor Stephen Amell. Yeah, before before we get there, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that already the end of round two? <laughs> <laughs> 30 seconds ago, in fact. Oh, my goodness. I missed goodness. the end of it. Well, then let's flex and continue in round, round number three. Round three. Fight. Like I said, J-Mo, uh, Arrow versus Chris Daniels. In a green curry match. Is this going to go longer than five minutes? Uh, yeah, I would assume so. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, Buddy's been training uh, out of control, Stephen Amell. Isn't this a weird match? Yes. This is a weird match. The more I think about it, the weirder it is. I can't get around the sheer weirdness of how weird this weird match is. But, it, like, who of, of anyone who could work heel on this match, other than, like, maybe Penta? Yeah. Don't you think Chris Daniels is, like, the perfect guy to play a, like, superhero comic book villain? Well, in some ways, I think Chris Daniels is just the right guy. Like, if you were going to make this a singles match. He comes out in, like... Kind of Nazi-ish yeah, military yeah, regalia. Like future Im- oppressor. Yeah, he looks like he's like uh, in like the Marines in like Warhammer 40 Day. <laughs> That's actually correct. <laughs> I, I hadn't actually thought about that, like how they pair up is from like a superhero angle. Yeah, that, that there is maybe something to that. Do you think Amel will come out in his arrow getup? I mean, he's vigilante club, right? Like, right, you yeah. Gotta, you gotta really thought of to, that to arrow on some level. I hadn't thought of that. That does make it a little less weird. I, I don't have a ton to say about this match, JMO, because how could you? Like, it's, yeah. it's sort of in a vacuum and hard to know, but I, I would say I'm not that looking forward to it, except as to see sort of where Stephen Amell is at as a wrestler, and Chris Daniels seems like a good guy to do that against. Yeah, and like if like we said a couple weeks ago, if anybody's going to be able to carry a match, like you would think it would be a Chris Daniels who actually cares about what he's doing. I was going to say, unless it's against Ravenous yeah. Randy. Unless he's uh, <laughs> working a main event at <laughs> ECCW out at uh, the Hard Rock <laughs> Theater. Man, will we ever drop that? Because I I felt like such a sham because here I am being like Chris Daniels. Like I, I remember my neighbor. That's neighbors, why we went to that show. That's totally why. And and like Bo and I, my neighbor growing up, were just so into Chris Daniels. Like it, it changed my opinion of him. Like forever. Like I can't get past it. Yeah. <laughs> I need to let it go, JMO. Well, how long do you think that match was? Like five minutes, maybe. What well, a spectacularly well, bad finish it had. I was going to say, if five minutes of, of total bell-to-bell, but in terms of like when they were wrestling, maybe like 90 seconds? Like, I, don't I don't know. know. It had to be longer than that. I but it was, I don't know it was a, a real letdown. So maybe Chris Daniels redeems himself in front of my eyes live in person. <sighs> Because, oh boy, do I have a bad experience coming in. I want nothing more than for you to come back. And I'm sure we'll probably do the show like the day you get back, like yeah, we yeah. did for Wrestle Kingdom. And, and you'll come back and say, Josh, I'm happy to see you. Christopher Daniels is good, actually. <laughs> he, he did it. <laughs> he saved his reputation. Uh, we didn't say who won the – who's going to win the six-man, by the way. Who got there? Young Bucks and Obushi? Yeah. And then how about for that match? Though, maybe the more interesting thing is that the Luchadors win. Yeah. And you sow some dissent among uh, the Golden Elite. Yeah, it might be a bit of a seed for... It also seems maybe too early to do that. Yeah, I'm going to be picking the Golden Elite uh, for that one. Yeah, I will too. Uh, How about here for Chris Daniels and Steve Amell? Oh. It feels hard to pick. Yeah, I mean, 
on some level, it's like, well, you gotta have the baby face go over. Why not? But who needs protecting more? Like, is Chris Daniels gonna want to lose? Yeah, and also like SoCal Uncensored is gonna factor into this in some ways, right? Yeah. Like they're on the pre-show against the Briscoes. Yep. Unless like the Briscoes utterly demolished them physically on the pre-show. I have to think they're going to come out and get involved in this in some way. That's literally my exact prediction. So probably Chris Daniels wins due to nefarious means. Yeah. Uh, Justin, before we talk about that tag match, which I do want to talk about, I think we should touch on the, the over-the-budget battle royal because it has some stakes that go on to later on in the show. Yes. Uh, now, we so do not know all of the participants here. I think they've announced about half of them. Perfect. I thought they were going to be rolling them out like every day, Monday to Friday, right up until... Uh, all in. The that is not off. the case. They got to about seven or eight participants announced and then decided, uh, you know, we're, we're good. So I'm not going to list the participants announced. You can easily Google that, Justin. Billy Gunn is in it. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Marco Stunt, I Stunk, think, is the yeah. name of it. The uh, guy, he was uh, he stole the show at Lost in New York, and he got added to it. But I think the there's story... A, there's a woman in it as well. That's right. Uh, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace, correct. Who I think is a pretty good uh, lady wrestler as well. But so. the big talking point around this is not who's announced. It's, it's who's not. And let's just let's just say it how it is. People are wondering if Adrian Neville is going to be in over-the-budget Battle Royal. Uh, well, if Pac is going to be on this show at all, right? right? And, and you are saying no, that you don't think he will be there. I think it'd be great, but yeah, I think it's very unlikely. I do think he will be there. Because yeah. by all accounts, like from tweets this week, it sounds like, you know, guys who've been in touch with him over the last five to seven days are... Cody and the Young Bucks. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. I so, didn't know that. So, like, like the Bucks for sure had came out after the news that he'd been released, or or even before that news came out. One of them said, "Like, I miss Neville." Interesting. And then, and then uh, somebody quoted that. I think it was Cody said, "I miss Neville." And then okay. one of the Bucks quotes that and says, "Talk to him the other day. Guy's doing great." Like, there's mm, there is a relationship okay. here, and, and I didn't see any of that, and. If you are Neville, yeah. don't you think this is the biggest spot that you can re-debut? Like, what would no. be better for you? To run in after a Super Junior title match at, uh, you know... Battle of the Super Junior or whatever. Yeah, like a New Japan show. You uh, come King out of and Strong style. at the end of a New Japan show. Or you make a big splash on All In when the eyes of the wrestling world are on this moment. Well, neither. I, I don't think this is the biggest, but I definitely think it's bigger than that. Um, I, I think that... I think that would be gigantic. I think it would get... I think it would be the story exiting it. Like, it's not going to be as if CM Punk was there, but it's going to be a big story. Yeah, look, you said that you would like to see him go to Ring of Honor, right? Or no. Be, no? No, I'd hate if he went to Ring of Honor. But if I'm Ring of Honor, I'm signing him tomorrow. Yeah. Like, he... He is such a no-brainer to be the face of Ring of Honor that I'm almost surprised it hasn't. Who is the face of Ring of Honor? It's Dalton Castle, in case you haven't been paying attention. Exactly. And it's like they, they don't, need a real star. They need someone, and Neville has all this good. Well, no, if I have my way, I, I he's in New Japan, but uh, I, I think the battle. But no, well, if he was in Ring of Honor, he would be in New Japan also, right? Sure. I, I had said to Rob Russo on Twitter this week that I, I was hoping that he'd go somewhere that would let him flesh out the character work that he was doing because I think people sort of forget. His heel was the heel character he was playing was spectacular. Really excellent. Like, and I don't mean, wow, Neville's improved a lot. I mean, 
oh, Neville is one of the better heel talkers on the show. Yeah. Uh, and so Ring of Honor would let him flex that. So I guess in that way, but really anywhere that's going to let him work and cut promos, I'm mostly okay with. I think Neville, I said the other week on the show that if you were going to start a promotion around one guy, you can pick from anywhere, you can make a case for over Kenny Omega picking Neville. Like, I have Neville in high esteem. You're not wrong there. But I would say, like, the biggest thing that, that they can do on this show, if you're Ring of Honor, and even if you're Neville in some way, yeah. is to... Come out as a surprise entrant in this battle royal. Yep. On the on the pre-show, which is being broadcast on WGN. Yep. WGN is a massive network. Is that right? Yeah. What dude, does it stand for? Do uh, you know? I think it's like I think it's a Detroit area station that okay. just gets broadcast like everywhere. I thought it like, was when I had cable. I got WGN. Oh, okay. There you go. In Vancouver. Well, then that so so go on though. You, so so he this debuts on there. So you put him in this battle royal. On WGN, people who are watching the pre-show for free because it's just a fun little wrestling show to watch on this channel mm-hmm. are going to be like, oh, my God, Neville's there. And then maybe that pops the buy rate for the main show. That's a good point. That you increase buys on All In because if he wins the Battle Royal, suddenly he's, he's, wrestling Jay Lethal. he's in the title match for the Ring of Honor Championship against Jay Lethal. And do you not think it would be huge for Ring of Honor – if the Ring of Honor Championship changes hands at All In. Dude, if, if they don't do that, that's what like I was saying biggest, on Twitter. The biggest possible move for them, the most publicity they could possibly have, is to have someone huge win the Battle Royal and then win the title. And Absolutely. Who, who is bigger to do that than Neville? Nobody. Unless you can get CM Punk, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, in terms of like likelihood, he's he's the and he's the best. Like it's it's at, like you need to do this Ring of Honor. Like what do you have? Mm-hmm. Go get Neville. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of it, Jamo. <laughs> let's uh let's talk about. We can't really preview the Jay Lethal match, but no, because who who else is he gonna face? Exactly. Right? But uh, Jay Lethal is defending his title against the winner of that match. So uh, let me see if I can find a complete list here of uh, the over budget battle royal. It's Jordan Grace. Brian Cage, Moose, Billy Gunn, Rocky Romero, Jimmy Jacobs, Marco Stunt, Colt Cabana, and Ethan Page. It's a lot of really good people. But who is the best of those to face Jay Lethal if not Neville? Uh, who's like who? Who's the best, or who's my favorite of those people? Yeah, who's, who's your favorite? I guess I like, probably would have the most interest in Moose. I, I would probably like Brian Cage, but he's an impact guy, so he's obviously not going to yeah, win so the is, ROH title. So is Moose. Which, yeah. But I was sort of thinking that's why it's interesting. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, one of the lesser knowns is probably more likely there. That's the way wrestling works. The Mae Young Classic, a good example, right? Like, you get the lesser guy over by attaching him to names. Yeah, so. we're at 11 names total. So four more? That could happen. Though Punishment Martinez and Brandon Cutler have been added as well. Okay, well, two so guys that, I love that takes, that takes us to 11. Those are two of my favorite wrestlers. Jamo, <laughs> uh, let's talk about it. You brought it up a little bit earlier. SoCal Uncensored, which is, uh, oh, geez. I know it's Frankie Kazarian and I think Scorpio. Scorpio Sky. Okay, look at it. Jeez, I, I hate that I know that much about ROH. Uh, Taking on the Briscoes, Jay and Mark Briscoe, uh, well-known homophobes. Okay, just wanted to throw that out there. Um, this match should be okay. Yeah, I mean... That's probably the match I'm looking forward to the least. Well, we, we've talked multiple times over the last little while about where uh, Ring of Honor is at. I think it's a pretty <laughs> bad indicator when the guys who are like holding down your tag division are just like firmly planted on the pre-show. Well, Not only that, Jamo, can you look up the first... I don't know if this is too big of a headache, but I'd be curious to know when the Briscoes first won the ROH championship, the tag team titles. Because... 
I'd be willing to bet it's before 2006 was the first time. 2006 or before. Now, I, I could easily be wrong about this. It may be more recent. It just feels like forever because, as you know, 2010 was a long time ago, even though it doesn't feel that way when you say it aloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just feel like the, the tale of the Briscoes is done. Like, how long can you just have these guys wrestling? It's like last week when I said I hope New Day never breaks up. What if they just become the Briscoes and it's like 100 years from now? I mean, they are in their ninth reign as the ROH Tag Team Champions. Okay, right well, there now. you go. If you can't get the exact year, I mean, they've nine times... And doing it again, yeah. And listen, who? Uh, not much patience for the Briscoe brothers out of me. They should have been rotor machine guns in this spot. But oh well, Justin. Justin, you want to talk about the ladies? I know you're, you're the. You want to talk about the ladies? Of course, I love the ladies. We have a four-way between Madison Rain, Britt Baker, Chelsea Green, and Tessa Blanchard. Nothing on the line here. Just four ladies getting down in a four-way match. Probably going to be a good one. Uh, Chelsea Green has been working out hard J-j-j-jacked. to get as jacked as possible for yeah. this show. No question. Uh, looking forward to seeing her though. Like, yeah, it's it's nice to go to a show like this and see some, like, Vancouver representation. No, I think uh, she's from Victoria. Victoria. Originally. It's close enough, though. Yeah, it's just like, you know, I'm going to be at this show. I'm going to be watching it, row three, floor seats, and I'm going to be like, oh, I'm not the only person from Vancouver here. Green's, uh, <laughs> wrestling on. You and, and you know what? I've actually never seen her wrestle live. I, you I, must have. No, I have never seen her in an ECCW match. Really? And I wasn't at that uh, show at the rickshaw where she just had that bloodbath oh. with Nicole Matthews. Yeah, it was awesome. So uh, this will be my first time, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, both through ECCW, but yeah, that match at Hell on Hastings was, I, has left me with a very lasting opinion of how talented she is. I'm a big fan of Tessa Blanchard also. I think she's a hell of a hand. I should so. probably become more familiar. Who do you think's winning it, JMO? It does, does it really matter? Yeah, I mean, this is the thing about All In. Like, there's nothing going forward, so it's tough yeah. to know. Let's like, both just I'll, pick an I'll, I'll just say Tessa. I'm going to say Britt Baker. Okay. Uh, because Adam Cole's doing well. So sure. There you go. Why not? Uh, Justin, is that it besides the main of or the not the main yeah, event? Yeah, we haven't but, talked uh, about uh, Kenny versus Penta yet. Yeah, sorry. Two other matches. Let's talk about Janelle and Hangman first because we touched on it but didn't dive into mm-hmm. it. There's not a huge amount to say because, like you say, what's going in. But like you say, two guys who are willing, we know, to, to take some big spots. And I think these are two guys who have had some marquee matches lately. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no bigger name on the indies in some ways than Janela at the moment in terms of, like, what he keeps doing for himself at all of these shows that GCW is putting on with him. It's... It's funny because I wonder – I just wonder what Joey Janelle's future looks like. I mean, former guest on the show, Joey Janelle, I might add. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he's a guy who – listen, I never want to come across as like, oh, I was ahead on this. Like, I saw it in him the whole time. Because I don't think Joey Janela would do very well on the main roster of WWE. I think he'd do great in NXT, but but I don't think he'd do much on the, the main roster. But I do think that Joey Janela doing these branded shows – Joey Janela's Lost in uh, New York, Joey Janela's Spring Break – this is interesting to me, and this makes me just love Joey Janela, and I think he's going to give his all because All In seems like something that Joey Janela is down with. This is somebody who obviously wants creative freedom, right? Like mm-hmm. that is So him working in tandem with these guys seems like a no-brainer. I'm super excited for this match because I bet you're going to get a Death Valley driver from somewhere disgusting. How about for you, JMO? Are you pretty interested in this one? Uh, yeah. No, like I said, like, uh, who, like who had a, a, a better – I'm sure there's other guys. Yeah. But like – who who had better uh, tournaments than him as far as uh, the G1 goes. But Hangman, oh, yes, a big-time breakout name. star in the G1. Absolutely. Some great matches in there. There's like, no doubt about there's, it. These are two guys that I think are going to put on a show. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Um, and finally, Justin. Yes. 
I think the match you're most looking forward to. Am I safe in saying that? Oh, uh, easily. Uh, it is uh, Kenny Omega. Maybe you've heard of him, uh, the current IWGP heavyweight champion of the world. Yep, that guy. Uh, wrestling current impact title challenger, Penta L. Ohm, or Penta Zero, Pentagon Jr., whatever he's going as mm -hmm. in different feds. Uh, I was talking about this match on Real Good yesterday. Stefan had oh, a were you? joke, I think. What did he say? The Pentagon Jr. is just called a square. <laughs> I love Stefan. How is Stefan so funny? I've never said it. I've not made one joke that good on this show. And we're what fifty-eight episodes yeah. into the. No, you can't. You couldn't. You could comb the records and not hear me say one thing as good as that. He is a marvel, Stefan Heck. Um, but I, I just think that this match. There's a lot of reason to be excited for this match. Two guys yeah. who are willing to work a brutal, hard-hitting style, and it's gonna be like nobody on this card, up and down. You can look. At every single match like we just did, there's, you know, outside of that six-man tag, yeah. there's no two competitors that are going to be able to push the pace like these two guys. I think including that six-man tag, this is the that's the case. Yeah, I, I think, think both that. of these guys are better workers than everyone in that six-man except Ibushi. Maybe like Ibushi versus Phoenix could Correct. keep up. Well. Other than that. I don't think so. I think Phoenix is just so much lesser than Pentagon. Really? By, certainly in terms of like a matchup against Omega, like in terms of hard-hittingness, mm. yeah, certainly. Phoenix is like a better high I just flyer. Mean, I just mean like pace, like speed. Yeah. The like level at which that they're going to go from spot to spot. I, I don't I don't see it. I don't think Phoenix and Ibushi, I don't think either of them go as fast as Omega or Penta. That they're like the lesser of the two tags. Yeah, so yeah, you right. what, whatever you want to say about that. But, but no, your point stands. Both would be out, outstanding, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I have a couple specific questions for you. I, I'm asking you for predictions here, and I'm sorry to put you on the spot, J-Mo. Oh. Do we see what Kenny Omega eat a pile driver? Uh, yeah, I would love to. That would feel fucking gigantic to me if the IWGP champ takes a pile driver from Penta. That would feel huge to me. Yeah. Give me that. Please. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine a package pile driver on Kenny Omega? Just come on! Everyone yeah. wants it! I, I, it's crazy. You just mentioned that he's the title contender. Yeah. It is not that long ago that Penta was the Impact champion. Was it? Yeah. He it, wanted it uh, redemption. Remember? He yeah. won that match. Yeah, that's true. And we were all surprised that's that, right. that he became Impact Champion. But, like, we are just a couple of months removed from this potentially being the New Japan Champion versus the Impact Champion. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. It is crazy, man. It's I love it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I do, too. It's, it's going to be great. Yeah, uh, no, I, uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, sure. Why not? Why don't? Why not take a pile driver? Oh, I, I don't think. I understand that like WWE has banned the move, but I don't think it's like crazy dangerous in the right hands. No, but I could see New Japan being like, okay, not we're doing willing. a yeah. If they're gonna lend their champion, it's like, uh huh, yeah. He's not taking a uh, package pile driver from a guy half his size. That's you're, not gonna happen. You're probably right about that. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. <laughs> but if it does, I mean, doesn't that feel like a moment? Am I crazy? That, that feels like it could be like the lingering image, unless you have Cody holding up the NWA title. Outside of that, even if he just goes for the package pile driver, like if he has the, the crook of the knees under his arms holding Kenny Omega, that feels gigantic to me. This is the one match on the card I feel very certain about the result, though. I feel like Kenny Omega has to get the win here. What do you think, JMO? Um, Yeah. I, I don't I, think Pentagon's pinning the heavyweight No, champ. I don't think so. It's just not happening. Like, yeah, you're right. If If... If New Japan is going to lend out their talent, then yes, there is only one place for this to go, and that's 
for their champion to reign supreme. Yeah, v- v- and but like, that's what I want to see also. You know, yeah, you you want I'm, the one. I'm there angel. for Kenny on yeah. some level. Absolutely. Like he's he is the number one talent draw on this show for me. Absolutely. And how could he not be? He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Does that do it for all in preview, JMO? It sure does. Then I want to say something before the fifteen minutes are up. Well, fifteen minutes were up like two minutes ago. Then I'll be quick. <laughs> I hope. Okay, hit the buzzer. <laughs> I just want to say to you, to to Scoots Brodo, to Fake Can, to anyone else who may be hearing this. Uh, I respect the hell out of you guys going. I think it's important that wrestling fans did step up in this and make it such an overwhelming success. And I just hope that you guys have the the most wonderful magic trip because I really think you're – I see people going back and forth on this card in particular, and I think you nailed it off the top of the card – is going to deliver, but it, it's also, that's only part of it. Like, I really think you're in for an electric crowd and a night of good matches. So, uh, safe travels, and I hope you all have the best time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing some listeners. I can't wait. So, let's get into a couple of listener questions, JMO. Unfortunately, I don't have a ton of time here, so we're going to have to get through them uh, with some pace. All good. Uh, all in. Okay. Just our first question this week comes to us from Tranquilo Pachico. Pachico. At Blair Pachico. And he asks... Take a wrestler from this era and repackage them with a gimmick that Vince would have been all over in the Attitude Era. Uh, <laughs> I just had a really funny image. It's Killian Dane as Viscera. <laughs> <laughs> like an oversexed, uh, horned up, giant person. <laughs> yeah. No, like, uh, I was just thinking like... Because so many gimmicks back in the day were, like, occupational, right? Yeah. Like I mean, guy, that's less attitude like a, era. That's a little before. Guy would be a dentist or, like, a, yeah, you're right. It's a little before. I feel like attitude era is the answer to that. Yeah. So who – okay, let, let's, let's, let's narrow it. I was just bit. thinking, like, put Kevin Owens into, like, WWF in, like, 1994. <laughs> What's his gimmick? He's probably, like, the ice cream man. <laughs> He, like, drives a little ice cream truck. Uh, no, he's got one of the bikes uh, with ring, the cooler ring, ring. attached Absolutely. to the front. And his entrance music is, like, the... Do you know the name of that song? Uh, I used to. I can play it on saxophone. It's called The Entertainer. The Entertainer. There you go. But, yeah, that's, that's to me, like, that's Kevin Owens, like, 1993... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Era wrestling gimmick. Please welcome to the ring, by, soundtracked by the sports entertainer. It's the Ice Cream Man, <laughs> Kevin Owens. Uh, I don't know though. It's so tough. Like, how many guys really had gimmicks? You know, in, I know what you mean. It's like hard to describe what the Rock's gimmick is. Yeah, or like. Ken Shamrock is like he's dangerous. Shamrock's is a little easier, I yeah. feel like. Like he's the he's shoot. a shit kicker. Yeah. Uh, or like you know what's Billy Gunn's gimmick? He's he Mr. loves asses. Ass. Okay, hang on. Here's the way I'm going to rephrase this question, yeah. Justin, and make it faster because I do have to get going. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say a name of someone from the Attitude Era. Okay. And you must slot someone who you think would either be funny in that role. Okay. Or good in that role. Okay. 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 Are you ready? Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin. As just like a... Beer-swilling tough guy. Yeah. Oh, Daniel Bryan. The Hurricane. Again, Daniel Bryan. (laughs) The Rock. Again, Daniel Bryan. Hit me with the next question, (laughs) (laughs) J-Mo. 
<laughs> we got to turn that into a segment. Forget keep it or kick it. Uh, Shamo tells us that Daniel Bryan would be good in the attitude era. <laughs> it's a much better segment. Well, yeah, it's just a, a beer swinging. Uh, <laughs> beer swinging. <laughs> Swilling is what I meant. Does Daniel Bryan even drink? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah, I can't. I can't picture him having anything other than like. Uh, uh, maybe like a Bellini with his dinner. I was going to say out. kombucha. He's going to go out for dinner in Arizona with with Brie and maybe have a Bellini with his with his like salad. I'd like to do that. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, actually. I was going to say. That sounds kind of nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll call Brie and see if we can make that Thank happen. you. I do appreciate no that, Matt. No problem. This one comes to us from Danger Boy at DangerBoy69420. Oh, funny numbers. All the good numbers. He says, what's a story in wrestling that you'd find really interesting but you don't see it talked about much online? Can be from any point in history. Oh, these ones are always tough because, like, I, 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 okay, in the name of brevity, I'm just going to say something that I think is an interesting story that I, I think is kind of well known, but I, I don't know how much people talk about it, which is um, when ECW uh, had Mike Awesome as champion mm-hmm. and then WCW was courting him really hard there was a lot of talk of mike awesome going and like tarnishing the ecw belt like throwing it in the trash on wcw style which is sort of what douglas did to the nwa title for ecw which would have been kind of like a cool not cool i wouldn't have liked it yeah so i've always thought that was interesting and ultimately like mike awesome it rules unquestionably so i think it is the right call there but it might have been not interesting, but ECW was already dying. Who knows what it would have done? So I guess that's my answer. I don't know if that really answers the question. But can I can I answer the last question now? I just had uh, an idea. Something just came to me. No, I don't have time. No? No. Oh. Unless you don't answer this question. I'm not going to answer this question. Okay. Okay. I'm going to answer both, but real quick. No. Big Dick Seth Rollins. Okay. It's like Mr. Ass, except he's Mr. Dick. Okay. That's his, that's his attitude error gimmick. Go. And, uh, but we know he has an average-sized dick. It's yeah. the one guy But we don't know that w- back then. We don't have Twitter in I 97. I guess that's true. That's true. Yeah, there we go. That's true. Uh, he's just got BDE, bud. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, being Dick Elite, I Can guess. So- <laughs> that stands for it. Can someone ask us a question of what wrestlers have the best big dick energy? <laughs> and then uh, my answer for this one is, and this is not something that doesn't get talked about online. It does, but I feel like doesn't get kicked around maybe to the level it deserves. Who lifted the briefcase at King of the Ring? Who made it oh, so yeah. that Austin... That's true, actually. That just was a dangling thread that never... Never closed. Like, yeah. like answer that question today. Yeah. I want to know, like, that. give me heel heat on someone on the current roster. Like, oh, have it be that, like, six-year-old Baron Corbin did it. That's, uh, you call up Brie Bella, make it happen. <laughs> uh, just our next question comes to us from Brandon O'Connor at Boofer OC, and he asks... Dream up a wrestling stable made of actors. Give me a male wrestler, a female wrestler, a tag team, and a manager. Okay. Made up of actors. I was thinking Batista as the male. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, did you see Batista come out swinging on Trump this week? No, I, but God bless after, him. After the Vince McMahon birthday tweet from Trump. What did he say? He just like was ripping Vince for being a fucking... Dumbass for going along with this political moment, dude. How wrong were we all booing Batista when on He's the return? The greatest guy. We. The, the, I love Batista, man. The man is fearless. He I has absolutely. no problem biting any hand that feeds. Disney. He, he went in on Disney. He went in on Marvel. He's gone in on Vince. Who's a bigger punk rocker than Dave Batista? He's the best. Ah. Big Dick Dave, bud. Uh, talk about Big Dick energy. We know yeah. how Big Batista's dick is now because of his energy. Absolutely. Okay, but we can't actually bring him. 
him back for this faction, I don't think. No. Uh, the who's Rock, an actor? <laughs> Do you get the sense Ryan Reynolds might be a good pro wrestler? Um, uh, yeah, maybe. He's sort of over the top and can be corny. So I, I would say he could be an all right male lead for our stable. Yeah, sure. Uh, who's your tag team? My tag team. Make it like a people who are known for like a duo. Okay. Um, Do you want me to pitch? I'm gonna, some? Uh, no, I'm gonna go. I got a tag team. Okay. They're, they're, this is my, these are gonna. If if you if if Raw is entirely predicated and built on comedy champions yes, right now, yep. and a comedy division of comedy tag teams, yep. then my new contenders for the Raw tag team title belts yes. are. Hannibal Burris and Gerard Carmichael. Wow, not where I, I thought you were going to say Burris and Eric Andre. Oh, that's a good one. And too. I was so in on it. I'm less in on. Um, uh, I'm a little bit less in on it. But have you have you seen Neighbors? Yeah, I have. Those two guys together in that movie are unbelievably Dynamite. funny, unquestionable. Okay. And I like Gerard also. I think he's super hilarious. I guess just as like a tandem, I picture Eric and yeah, Hannibal let's more. Do, but I, let's do Eric Andre and Hannibal instead. You're dude, right. You're I, right. I feel like we should just have Eric Andre as all the roles, and then Gerard Carmichael <laughs> is their manager. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Eric Andre even playing the woman works. <laughs> uh, who would you? What female actress do you think might make a good pro wrestler? Uh, I mean, Charlize Theron apparently did a lot of her own stunts in uh, Atomic Blonde last year. Is what I heard. Am I? totally misremembering or Charlize Theron at a PWG show uh no that was uh, Sofia Vergara Sofia Vergara that's right why don't we bring her into the and fold she, she had a great photo of herself ringside taking a selfie <laughs> like backwards facing the ring yeah and all the guys are like lying on I the floor this. and she's smiling and the caption just says I think they are dead <laughs> <laughs> shouts out to powerful Sofia Vergara we absolutely. definitely want her there absolutely all right Jamo hit us with our next one here this one comes to us from uh my co-host on real good show top uh Nope, that's the Twitter handle he was writing into, Top Mark Squad. <laughs> that's us. He is John Cullen, at Cullen the Comic. The bad boy. He asks, Justin arrives in Chicago and has an impromptu meeting with Cody Rhodes at a bar who loves J-Mo and invites him to participate in All In, but only in one match. What match is Justin involving himself in and in what capacity Josh can answer to okay. just for fun? All right, so what is yours? I'm going to put myself into the Battle Royal. Oh. Because if I just have to throw people out over the top rope, I think I can do that. Yeah, you're like 6'4", a broad dude. I'm, like I, I'm st sturdy on my feet. Yeah, I, I think that's... I think I can throw people out over the top rope and then get myself a title match with Jay Lethal. Yeah, I, I could actually see you and Lethal putting on a, you know, a solid three-star match. Yeah. I can see it happen. And I come out and I <laughs> challenge Jay and I say something like... Uh, this is for those allegations that came out against you a couple months ago. I'm going to lay a beating on you for that. And yeah. he's like, ah, uh, that was already investigated. I said! And the company cleared me. And I'm going to say, I'm investigating my fist into your face. <laughs> and then I deck him. I love it. I think it's a good first. We, and we come out of All In with uh, a podcaster audience member as the new Ring of Honor champion. I just have to be honest as I, like, pictured it. I don't know if I could ever mark out harder than that exact situation. Like, CM Punk could die and then come back from the dead to wrestle Kenny Omega. And I'd be like, it's awesome, and I do love Resurrection, but it's nothing compared to that time Justin entered from the audience at All In and won the Ring of Honor title. 
<laughs> just doesn't compete. No. Uh, I think we all know what, what match I'm ending up in at All In, if that's the case. Uh, me and Janelle are putting back a bunch at the bar and killing ourselves doing stunts in the audience. Oh, I thought uh, John's question was, what match do you see me sliding into best? Oh. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. The women's four-way? Yeah, maybe something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> Doing the Andy Hoffman thing? <laughs> that's right. You're the world's women's champion. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I actually disagree with you. I think the Ring of Honor title is... I think all the belts are beneath you. I think you just got to triple thread it up with... The, nope. You're in the six-man. Yeah? Absolutely. I, what team am I being added to? Or am I just a uh, guest ref? Is it, no, it's very obvious. I thought you're obviously joining the Luchador team. Of course. Is this not... Sta- you own a Curry Man mask. That's true. I put it on. And all of a sudden, could you do a 450 or anything? Uh, we'll find out. You have like five days. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, I'm with that. I mean, D'Angelo Williams only trained for three days before his match. If I've got five days, I should be 40% better than he was. Fully agree. To everyone else, I am so sorry if you sent in a question and we didn't get to it this week. There are a bunch of you. And it does. it's starting to happen more and more each week. So if you write in, it isn't guaranteed to make the show due to the number of questions we get in. It's my fault. I slept in. <laughs> I had a nap in the afternoon. And I didn't wake up. We we rise and fall together. Uh, oh no, Justin, your eyes just lit up. What? Do you have something to say? No, I just I'm looking at gifts right now from Total Divas Eps as Raw is on the air. Don't literally tell me as anything. we record this. Can I tell you one thing? Just one thing. Okay. There's a match on this show. Yeah. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Oh wow. Okay. Can nice. I, can I tell you a move that Kevin Owens hits on Seth Rollins? Yes. It's a Stone Cold Stunner, baby. I love when he does the stunner. He did it semi-recently, too. Did he? Yeah, he's done it. This will be his third time. hes I know he's done it before, yeah, but he not did it. for a while. He did it um, maybe against AJ? Yeah. Yeah, I, he's done it like, but I do love when he does it. I feel like he did it against uh, Roman at the Rumble. That was the first time he did it. Do you remember what Austin uh, said about it after it. it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> do you remember the advice he gave no. him? No. If you're going to hit it, you better pin a guy with it. Put some stink on it, kid. <laughs> that is so good. And with that... We hope you put some stink on the week ahead of you. If you're a listener who's going to All In, please reach out. I don't know that I'm going to have cell service while I'm in the States, but anytime I have internet access, I can check my DMs. uh, At Justin Morris. He's a great drinking partner. He has some questionable wrestling take, sure, but he has lots of them, and uh, I highly recommend uh, (laughs) you reach out. thank you, Josh. (laughs) Thank you for that stunning endorsement. Uh, Are we back next week? We are back next week with an All In review, and I might... uh, you know, post a show while I'm there. I oh. would have to record it on voice memos on my phone. Do not put that on the main feed. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there is no chance I will allow it. There is no voice memo being posted on the feed. No, I'll just give some thoughts and uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll be drunk and I'll just put it up on the SoundCloud. We'll see. No, that will. You, know, you can't control the SoundCloud. That's not the main thing. All right, you can put it on the SoundCloud. Uh, but a full all-in review next week as well as whatever else is going on. There's always something going on in the world of wrestling. So until yeah. next week. Something big maybe on Raw tonight that has already happened by the time you're hearing this. I hate it. But hey, earliest the show's been out in ages. A Monday episode of Top Mark. Yeah, That's there great. we go. So until you hear these voices next, stay hot. Stay spicy. And stay tasting great. Because you're curry what 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 Titus Worldwide I think maybe I, I shit on the Chris Daniels arrow match too much because I just I have no expectations for it as a match. But I'm definitely like interested to see it. I don't know. I went back and watched uh, some of that um, that tag match that he had at SummerSlam recently. Oh uh, I was thinking Chris Daniels. No, I was like, no. what? Uh Stephen Amell. Not as good as I thought. 
I just think no, it's not. I think maybe we were surprised that he could do anything at all. Yeah, that's right. But like his flying cross body off the off the turnbuckle was not great. It's more brave than it is good. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I guess that's that's what I. I'm still. Think. I mean, I'm glad he's there. We you know, it's, I, it's we 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 we've been arguing with our friends for the last like 24 hours about building uh, wrestling. Like, what is the best for the growth of pro wrestling as yeah, an industry? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and like, who's who means more to wrestling right now, Brock Lesnar or Chris Jericho? Yeah. Like, you know, I got roasted by you on yeah. this show when I said that Stephen Amell does bring in eyeballs. Yep. Like, Arrow has a huge following. It is the Did biggest I shit on you for show it? on the CW by far. Okay. Uh, and like, there's a there's a huge swath of screaming teenage girls. We're going to want to see this guy with his shirt off in any context, including in a wrestling ring. Will they buy the pay-per-view, do you think? Maybe not, but okay. maybe. And, and maybe if they just take an interest after the fact, like this opens up wrestling to a different audience. And, and no matter what, no matter who is doing that, ultimately that is always a good thing. This is the end of banter, but I just have to say, how weird is it that Chris Daniels never signed with WWE? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got it. <laughs> 